Hey, what's up, everybody? DJ Martin here, church pastor at Park Ford Church. Welcome to our ongoing midweek teaching series, Reflections on Spiritual Formation. For the last several weeks, we've been talking about the peace of Christ and pursuing the peace. So if you're just jumping uh, into this uh, little mini-series today, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the last two weeks before uh, listening to today's teaching. Either way, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. The last two weeks, we've been talking about this concept of pursuing the peace of Christ um, over and before we're pursuing clarity. We all want clarity. We all want answers. That's not a bad thing. It's not, it's not a bad thing to desire clarity in decision-making or clarity for how to move forward or to pray for clarity uh, for other people. But living in this broken, ambiguous, messy world, often we're not going to have answers. And, you know, anyone who's Anyone who's uh, saying that they have all the answers is probably a voice you should avoid, right? <laughs> that's, that's a person that's selling a bag of goods. Um, I, think about, I think about the famous line all the time from The Princess Bride, uh, where, where he says, life is pain. Anybody who tells you otherwise is selling something. You know, anybody who tells you that life is simple and they have all the answers, here's seven steps for an easy life or seven steps to... Uh, hearing God's voice or whatever, um, they're they're selling something. Whether it's a book or a podcast or whatever, they're selling something. So life is messy. Most of the time, we don't have clarity about any number of things. Uh, where we're going to go, you know, where what job we should have or where we should go to college or you know, <laughs> any number of things, there's a lack of clarity. And that's actually okay, because what the Lord has for us is something that I think ultimately is better and richer and better for us than just having the answers. And that's the peace of Christ. So we've looked at two verses, one from Philippians 4, the other from Colossians 3, that both talk about the peace of Christ and pursuing the peace of Jesus Christ. In Colossians, it's the peace of Christ will rule in your hearts, and that's umpire. It'll be the decision maker within your spirit. And in Philippians, it's the peace of Christ will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And so it's ruling, the peace of Christ is meant to be ruling, and it's meant to be protecting. I want to look a little bit more at the following verses in the context of Col uh, Colossians 3 today in this short teaching. It says, Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule, let it be the umpire in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Then the Apostle Paul goes on to write, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms hymns and songs from the spirit singing to god with gratitude in your hearts and whatever you do whether in word or deed do it all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him it seems to me that these are some of the ways that the peace of christ begins to dwell in our hearts throughout this little series you may be asking okay, I want the peace of Christ. How do I get the peace of Christ? Well, I think Paul begins to answer that question here. It starts with this, let the message, let the story, and other translations put the word of Christ, um, the gospel of Christ, the message. The, the idea here is the story of Jesus. Who is Jesus? The Messiah, the Christ is the Greek word for 
anointed one. The, the Hebrew word there would be Messiah. Let the message, let the story of the Messiah dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through the Psalms, hymns, and songs. In a recent, one of these uh, midweek teachings, I quoted Scott McKnight, New Testament scholar, biblical scholar, who says, the gospels are the gospel. The, the point there is that the story of Jesus, his life, his birth, his death, his coming, his teachings, his sayings, his parables, the way that he lived, his example, the Sermon on the Mount, the way that he taught us to prayer, all to pray, all of that, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospels are the gospel. And so let that, when Paul's saying, let the message, the word of Christ, he's including all of that. Let the story of Jesus dwell among you. This is plural. You know, in English, it gets a little confusing because we don't have a way of differentiating singular from plural you unless we become Southern and say y'all. But, but what Paul is saying here is let the message of Christ dwell among all y'all <laughs> richly as all y'all teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Clearly, you know, part of the way that we do this is by coming together as a corporate body. On, the, on Sunday morning, the first day of the week, setting aside time in the morning to come and to sing and to pray and to read the psalms and to read the scriptures and to proclaim the gospel. Right now, Parker Ford, we're going through the gospel of Luke. In fact, this Sunday, we'll be uh, covering the beginning of chapter two, the famous birth narrative of, of Jesus. Let all of this stuff uh, dwell among you. But it's not just on Sunday morning when this happens. If, if the peace of Christ is really going to dwell in our hearts, guarding and ruling in our hearts, then it can't just be Sunday morning. It's got to be the way that we live, the way of life. You know, Jesus was in constant communion with the Father in the same way. Let the way of Jesus constantly dwell among you. So when you wake up in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. You know, in the evening when I sleep, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus throughout the beginning of my life, throughout the middle of my life, throughout the end of my life. Let the message of Christ dwell among you, among us. And as the message, as the person, as the way of Jesus dwells among us, as we teach one another, as we offer one another wisdom through the Psalms, you know, the, the Psalms have always been the liturgical prayer book of the church. Throughout history, the church has prayed the Psalms. And so pray the Psalms. As you pray the Psalms, as you sing the hymns of the church, the songs that are from the Spirit of God, both new and old, as you sing to God with gratitude in your hearts, the message of Christ is dwelling among us. And as the message of Christ, as the person of Jesus, as, as the story and the way of Jesus dwells among us, uh, the more that we begin to embody and abide in the peace, which is then guarding and ruling within our hearts, both individually and together. And verse 17, and then at the next step of how does the peace of Christ dwell in our hearts? Verse 17, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. One of the, the pieces of, of our Anabaptist, uh, not anti-Baptist, if you're, if you're unfamiliar with Anabaptism, Anabaptist, A-N-A, Baptist, which just means rebaptizer uh, re or rebaptism. Um, but one of the one of the cool parts of Anabaptism, the heritage that Parker Ford Church comes from, 
is the emphasis on the priesthood of all believers. In other words, there's nothing more important about me because my job is vocational ministry because I'm paid by a church. There's nothing more special or sacred about me at all. The priesthood of all believers, meaning if you're at home, if you're a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad, if you're a janitor, if you work in IT, if you're an engineer, if you're a teacher, if you're a software designer, if uh, you're, you know, a scientist, if, if you watch children in a daycare setting, whatever you do is sacred as you do it as a sacrifice unto the Lord. And so Paul is saying, how does the peace of Christ guard our hearts? How does it rule among us? Well, first by the message and story of Jesus dwelling among us. And then secondly, us dedicating as living sacrifices to God, whatever we do. So whatever your job is, whatever your vocation is, maybe you're retired, maybe you're at home with kids, Maybe you're taking care of the elderly. Maybe you're a nurse or a doctor or a teacher or a lawyer or a litigator. Maybe you're pursuing politics. Whatever it is that the Lord has given you to do, whether it's in the way that you talk about it or the way that you actually act it out, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so as the message of Christ dwells among us, through his psalms, through hymns, through singing to singing through the Spirit, through singing to God with gratitude, through admonishing one another with the wisdom of the scriptures. As we do this together corporately, and then as we offer ourselves as living sacrifices to God, dedicating our vocations, dedicating everything we do in word and deed to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to him, that's when the peace of Christ really begins to dwell in our hearts, guarding our hearts, and dictating the way that we live. This is a vision <laughs> for the peace of Christ that I hope is catching and that I hope is uh, encouraging to you today. And so as we wrap up this brief teaching, this brief encouragement, a couple of questions as we continue to consider uh, being a people who pursue the peace of Christ. How does the message of Christ dwell among us? I just listed a bun bunch of ways um, but how, how is the message of Christ dwelling in you, in your community, in your family, in our church family? How would your life be transformed if everything you did was done in the name of the Lord? Not just lip service, but actually walked out as a, as a priest uh, of, of the living God. How would your life be transformed if everything you did was done in the name of the Lord? And how might Jesus be inviting you to pursue the ruling, guarding peace of Christ in your heart and mind today? As always, I'm really grateful that you gave me a few minutes of your time in the midst of the busy day, busy week, busy life. Thank you for trusting me and my voice with a small part of that. I hope this was encouraging to you today. I pray that you would pursue the peace of Christ. I pray that the message of Christ would dwell richly in your community and our community. And I pray that we would be a people that in word and in deed do everything to the glory of God as true priests of the living God. Once again, thanks for joining us. Be blessed. Have a wonderful day. Go with God.